Okay, so this podcast is recorded in a house with animals. That means there may be dogs barking, there may be baby chickens peeping, there may even be cats causing commotions, let alone teenagers. So you've been warned. The other thing to mention at this point is that most of these podcasts are Mark explicit because we have a real problem swearing. That is, we can't seem to stop. We won't cover anything of a sexual nature, at least not normally and not by plan, but we swear a lot. And so we have to mark it explicit because there are only two options in iTunes, explicit and clean. And we aren't clean. It's a very sad thing. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 47. I'm on my own this week because Ursula is not feeling well. And so we will talk a little bit about what to do when we're not feeling well and how to stay productive. And the answer to that is don't be productive. The number one thing you should be doing when you're sick is basically getting better. I know that for people with chronic illness or people with chronic pain or people who have, you know, issues of that nature, it's really hard to focus on the, you know, I need to make myself well enough to work or be productive in order to work or be productive because there's, there's a constant background noise and I'm very aware of that, and I'm reasonably cognizant of that. So this may not apply to you, but if you get, like, really sick, like, Ursula has food poisoning, I don't want her trying to deal with that and write and, you know, those those sorts of things when she's, like, just down, down for the count. The other thing is that if you're sick you and you go into the office or something like that, you're going to reach a point where let's be honest here, uh, you could get other people sick and that stops impacting you for your productivity and starts impacting like your entire team's productivity. Now this applies to office workers. Not going to lie. If you are in an hourly job where you're barely making ends meet and you have to go to work sick, all this advice can be thrown right out the window. While your health is paramount, you got to do what you got to do to survive. And I think that's a really hard lesson because we, we hear the things uh, all the time. And I remember seeing articles about this, about the woman who literally could not take time off to be sick because if she took time off to be sick, she wouldn't make enough money in order to pay rent, food, etc., etc. And because she had no health insurance, because her employer was keeping her on that at that fine line where you don't have health insurance, but if you went X number of hours over on the regular, you would have health insurance. By the way, I think that's a dick move if you're sitting there with uh, keeping somebody's hours at just under the threshold where you have to give them health insurance on purpose. That's really what I would consider, you know, that while the shareholders love it, that's not someone I want to be working for. Although I realize there are a lot of people out there who who are working the job they can get not necessarily the job they want. I mean, I've been there. The idea, though, at that point is spend your downtime as much as you're able trying to recover and actually, you know, being sick and letting your body do its thing. If you're in the position where you have sick time, take it. Uh, I know a lot of people who just plow through and they never take sick time. Hell, I'm one of them often 
or at least I have been in the past. I'm trying to be much better about that now. But the whole idea is if you're in a job where you have sick time and you have sick sick leave, use it. Don't abuse it, but if you're sick, actually use sick time for that. Don't say, oh, I'll just work through. Or don't say uh, this job or this particular deliverable is so important that I just I just have to be there. As uh, Mary Thingval said back in our interview a couple episodes ago, you know, you have to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help others. And so part of the whole self-care thing is to know when you need to step away, know when you need to make that take that time off in order to recover and do it. Not just say, well, I probably should, but I have to work on this other project because the deadline's, you know, going to be really tight. It is not worth put the potential risks to your own health and the potential long-term issues that can come up when you do that a lot. Now, again, I touched on the, if you have a chronic pain condition or if you have a chronic illness that is, uh, we're, we're not going to say uh, unpredictable, but is managed or has indicators that say, hey, it's going to be a bad day, but not so bad that I can't work. That is entirely up to you. You know your body better than anyone. This message is is definitely more for the people who like myself, used to say, well, I've got a cold, so it's time to grab that DayQuil, drive myself into the office, put in my hours, and then when I get home, I can just dose myself into oblivion and try to recover, and hopefully I'll be better the next day. That's That sort of thing is bad for everybody. And even worse, if you're unwell and you're forcing yourself to work because you feel it's that important or you don't want to miss the days and you've got them or, or something along those lines you're actually putting the people who have chronic illnesses at risk. And maybe not necessarily when that's it's a chronic pain situation, but a lot of times people who have chronic illnesses are uh, immunocompromised. That cold that you're dealing with and suffering through with medication, that could be a big deal to someone in your office, and you just don't know it. Because, again, they're managing it their way, and then suddenly, you know, someone comes into the office and gets them sick and the whole thing's terrible. So my overarching theme there is if you're sick, stay home. If you have the time, if you have the capability, if you have it, don't worry about being productive because there's nothing that is going to be more important than your health unless there's a literal life or death situation. There's no job I've ever been at that has ever had a literal life or death situation. Okay, I have to add another asterisk and a caveat there. I know a fireman. He deals with life or death situations. Side effect. When he's sick, he can't work. Because if his judgment is impaired, if he's not reacting at his peak or whatever, he literally is putting people's lives at risk. When... I'm at a convention and I'm working security and we've got somebody on the team who isn't feeling well. I would much rather say, Hey, let's find coverage for somebody on your shift or I'll cover your shift for you in addition to my own so that you can get rest so that you don't cause problems with the rest of the crew or God forbid you collapse because you're pushing yourself too hard. It's already a convention. You're already going to be slightly dehydrated, if not worse. You're already going to be, you know, hungry and pushing the bounds of your, your sleep schedule. Don't risk it. Tell whoever you report to, hey, 
I am unwell and take a shift off or something. This is, uh, I realize I'm probably saying things everyone here has heard before, but I think it's important to reiterate because in the United States anyway, we have that big culture of my job defines me. And if I'm not working, I'm a bad person. Or if I'm not well, I'm a bad person. And I did a really long rant on Twitter about two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago or one week ago? Either way, I did a long rant about how this idea that is somehow in the American conscious, that sickness is a moral failing, and that uh, the inability to work is a moral failing, uh, is, is completely false. And it's an attitude that we really, as a culture, here in the States anyway, need to deal with and address and stop literally putting ourselves in the hospital or making ourselves even sicker or making our entire office sick over this idea that we can't show a weakness, we can't take a sick day, we can't miss because any miss, at least on the kinds of jobs I normally end up in, is going to reflect badly on us. I also understand there are situations with many people where having to take a sick day is going to be seen by their employer as, well, sorry, you don't work here anymore. Those people who do that or who have that attitude that if their employees can't work a shift tough, they're fired, then those are assholes. And while it's very difficult to find another job, it's not 100% impossible it's just, I mean, even in today's economy, it's bad, but you can you can find it. Um, and it may not be a better situation, but if you're working for a boss whose attitude is, I don't care whether you're sick, I don't care whether you're, uh, you know, unless you're bleeding or dead in the, you know, in the ER or something, you should be at work, then that's not, that's not a good attitude to have. And that's not going to help the employees uh, or you, for that matter. So that's that's a really long, rambly way of saying Ur- Ursula is sick this week, and that is you know been the focus of my day, and uh, and stuff like that. So I've got this great interview this week. I talked to a, uh, a fan, a listener, uh, Thomas Brandt in Germany. Thomas is a school teacher. Thomas is awesome. Thomas has a lot of stuff going on. And Thomas is the one who sent me the link originally to the teacher's planner, the German teacher's planner that I actually have a real URL for now. And I'm putting in the show notes this week. Um, Thomas was great to talk to, and I can't wait for you guys to hear this as well. So why don't you give that a listen? And I'll be back after that.
Hey, folks, I am here with friend of the show, Thomas. Uh, Thomas, I'm not even going to try to pronounce your last name just because I'm probably going to mangle it. Um, and uh, Thomas is going to talk about how he is, uh, how he stays productive in Germany, right? Yeah. And um, <laughs> that sounds like a general, a general thing. I mean, you know, um, and, uh, and so uh, we'll just roll with it. So Thomas, can you give us a, a full introduction um, and maybe a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do? Okay. Also my name is Thomas Brandt. That's the German uh, pronunciation. Thomas. You can so say I'm gonna Thomas. Go, yeah, I'm going to. Go beat myself up over doing it wrong now. It's cool. <laughs> Perfectly okay. Um, I'm a teacher at something that you would call a vocational college. It's in a very weird place in the German educational system where I work. Mm -hmm. So we deal with people who don't have um, a degree that lets them go to university and give them the degree that lets them go to university after they have degrees that let them do other things. It's strange. Okay. Because in German secondary education, if you um, don't have the right grades in elementary school, you don't get into the secondary schools that will let you go to university in the end. Mm -hmm. And after those schools, my school gives people the opportunity to get the degree that lets them go to university. So... Uh, and it's all um, basically vocational education. So it's people with jobs and who did job training or who do it instead of job training. Right. Okay. So it's a strange place. <laughs> it's, it's slightly German. Um, Only slightly. Um, yes. And that's what I do for my living. And then I'm going, I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing strange, weird stuff. I am playing tabletop and so on, um, doing hacker stuff in the local hacker space. And over the over the weekdays, I'm also a voluntary helper at uh, the youth club over mm -hmm. the street in the Catholic church. All right. Because we are, I'm in Bavaria, so a very Catholic area. <laughs> but beer too. Catholic and beer. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. The, the the beer and the Catholicism actually go hand in hand. Well, um, you're, you you were so we were talking before this, and you said you're from the area that that Luther was. You're you're in the area that that uh, Martin Luther did his thing, and and Luther was famous for saying, "I don't know if this is a common one over there, but uh, when arguing with the devil, blow your beer suds in his face." So there's a long tradition of Christianity and beer being interrelated, at least in Bavaria. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the. Most famous Bavarian beers are connected to mm -hmm. um, cloisters and all this stuff. Yeah, um, I actually studied at the only Catholic university in Germany because, well, why not? Right. <laughs> and I'm totally not Catholic, but a good education is happened. a good education, right? <laughs> yeah, it confuses students. <laughs> um, so yes, that's what I'm doing all the time so um through all of that that's a lot going on in addition to you know the readily availability of good beer so um how do you keep yourself organized um mainly with uh omnifocus so a okay. version of getting things done mm -hmm. a stripped down version then I have a habit tracker for my iPhone. I have for school, I also use that giant yellow book. I think I showed on Twitter one time 
which has a very nicely German name. It's called Schulsystemplaner. <laughs> oh, the other way around, Systemschulplaner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a special calendar for teachers. It has uh, the days in a certain order, and you can put grades in there, mm -hmm. and you can put the seating order of your students. So when you talked about the, the teacher's planner, mm -hmm. um, I was very familiar with that. Um, the German teacher's pl planners are, I think, have a, a bigger calendar section because right. uh, in different areas of Germany, different people have holidays on different places. Okay. So they, the school year has to go from um, the beginning of August till basically the beginning of August because mm -hmm. the different areas in Germany have different holidays on different points in the year. Right. And yeah, because we are crazy. Well, I mean, it, it's reasonably consistent here because most of the schools stay within the the what we consider the federal or the national holidays. But occasionally, but there's local variations, right? Like I think between the school my kids are in and the public schools, um, spring break is on two different weeks, so they're out of sync. And then that that week will change depending on, I mean, county to county, state to state, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we understand that kind of craziness, but maybe not on the same level as, as you have to deal with. Yeah. And we, we, we have those 16 different uh, states and mm -hmm. the 16 different states move the holidays according mm -hmm. to a very interesting plan. <laughs> However, I'm, I'm good because Bavaria is one of the two states that doesn't move. Ah, okay. Um, so I always get my my summer vacation on the first of August till the mid of September. Mm -hmm. um, but we get all the Catholic uh, all the holidays. Catholic holidays, yeah. And and for bonus points, if you're a Muslim, you actually get the Catholic holidays because they are for everyone, mm -hmm. and the Muslim holidays. Right. So it's it's pretty nice mm -hmm. for Muslim people. Oh. <laughs> um, so, uh, and we also have more holidays through mm -hmm. the year, I think, than, than the U.S. I, th I have two weeks around Christmas. I have two mm -hmm. weeks around Easter. I have two weeks around Pentecost. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And but then on the flip side, mm -hmm. your, your school year runs basically mid-September to the 1st of August. So your, yeah. your summer break is only like six weeks. For, for my kids, yeah. my summer break, will their summer break starts in um, early June and will end in late August. So they get almost two and a half or three months off. Yeah, but isn't that awful for parents because you have to have time for them? Um, so there are, that's the whole thing is there's a whole industry around summer programs, right? Summer camps or um, day camps or or things like that for working parents like, you know, like myself, like my ex-wife, where, you know, I have to be at work in the morning. Oh, there's your dog. Um, yeah. And then, so I would, I would, you know, get up in the morning. We would get up like it was going to be any other day, but I would take, um, I would take the kids when they were both that young to, you know, a summer camp and then continue on to work and then pick them up on my way home. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we we have something similar because most people only get one month of holiday yeah. or, or so on. Mm -hmm. As a teacher, of course, you get all those twelve weeks. Right. So I, right. Uh, in between, you have to you you actually have to grade exams and so well, on. Yeah. So then, so the holidays uh, over Pentecost, for example, I have to grade English exams. Now, un unlike the states, though, you get paid during the holidays. It's not like okay, here's two weeks off and you're not getting paid for it. 
I'm a Bavarian <laughs> state servant. Mm -hmm. They cannot fire me. Right. Well, I have a right, uh, a lifetime right of employment. Well, no, it, it, it's not that. It's that our school system is structured so that when school is not in session, right? So the moment school ends in, in June, teachers literally do not get paid until school starts back up. Two months. No, later. no, they they pay me the full August. Okay, yeah, yeah. So again, Europe proving itself to be much better than America when it comes to education. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, we are not happy still. <laughs> we are not. We are not yeah. happy. Well, so yes. Mm -hmm. um, for school, I I actually have a, 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 for for organizing school, mm -hmm. I have a, a two tier system basically. Mm -hmm. Um. What I do each Sunday is I get out that big yellow book, get out a pen and write down for each lesson in, in the week mm -hmm. what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, this plan usually is obsolete by Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But at least you know what you wanted to do. Um, and then I have uh certain things that i put in omnifocus like mm -hmm. for example grading papers preparing papers um if you uh we we write tests and you have to build those tests uh, select it in an english text uh, mm -hmm. select the questions uh you you have internal deadlines like after grading you have two weeks to put it into uh, uh, into this, in, into the school administration, and they mm -hmm. needed staff. And then you have certain areas where you have conferences and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So most of this is in my calendar and in OmniFocus. And every day, survival and self care is in the habits. Okay. So, so the blood pressure medication and mm. and this stuff. Oh, good! Um, I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, no, no. Um. And and my 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 everyday mindfulness exercise mm. to not going completely crazy. Um, I my my colleagues actually claim that I'm slightly overorganized. I don't know. Um, you know, it, it it varies person to person. So, you know, if 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 they think you're overorganized, that means you you may be just right, and they're not organized enough. It. <laughs> They have different styles. Mm -hmm. For example, there are people in, in my school who will always grade their papers in the afternoons or in the evenings. I can't do that. Um, if you mm -hmm. give me anything to grade after, I think, 7 p.m., everything that comes out is bullshit, so I have to redo <laughs> it. Um, and I won't do that. But mm -hmm. um, on Sunday mornings, for example, I get up at six and I walk the dog uh clean the house and then i do three four hours of grading if i have to do it mm -hmm. um so th that's my version no that, that, uh, that makes sense that way it's it's you have a dedicated time to do it and that way you you have time to do other things it, it makes it makes perfect sense at least to me yeah <laughs> yeah um when i started i actually didn't do any of this I prepared my lessons in the morning under the shower. Ah, yes. After the first burnout, <laughs> um, I changed that, mm -hmm. and then somehow it 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 uh, developed that I actually have at least a, a, a mild case of depression that comes mm -hmm. up now and then, and then I can't do anything and just 
try to keep on living and all this organization is basically there mm -hmm. uh, to 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 help me survive those periods in, in usually mm -hmm. i don't need that stuff i have right. most of the stuff in my head um but uh, for example certain certain <gasps> hey <laughs> aus shut it Um, by the way, that's Flocke, the German okay. for Flake, and she always <laughs> does this during podcasts. That's that's all right. It's it's a beautiful day. It's early in the morning, and the chickens have been showing up outside my window. So if there is mad clucking or whatever uh, on the recording, it's it's just the chickens. Yeah, perfectly normal for this time of day. Um, yeah. The, so so organizing stuff basically saves me from burning down completely mm -hmm. and usually i just have it all in my head mm -hmm. but i also have certain ways of interacting with students that that keep me organized because students are erratic yes so they will come up to you with a piece of paper and say can you grade that or can you please give me um your macbook adapter because i need an adapter to put it mm -hmm. uh, to put a projector to use or Uh, things like that, and my standard answer is everything that's paper and that's important into the school administration. Mm -hmm. They put it in special folders in in, in the staff room, mm -hmm. and if you want something from me, write an email because emails are there and mm -hmm. I can react to them. If you tell me anything on the school hallway, um, uh, and and want me to remember that till I get into my car, forget it. Sometimes when when it's just even if it's just getting from the 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 staff lounge to your to your classroom you you're going to forget. Yeah, mm -hmm. because that's that's economical mm -hmm. and it's just uh, if it's not important enough that I remember it mm -hmm. um I won't remember it and it's really easy to have people remind me by writing emails and I actually got all my colleagues to do that so They uh, they say I want something from you, and I said just write me an email, and I get an email. You wanted to do that and that, and then I do it. Awesome. It's the same with students mm -hmm. works perfectly well. Which is which is yeah. following um, kind of into the next thing. Uh, uh, the the systems and habits that are valuable to you is um, that that part of uh, getting things done right there is I have an email. If it's going to take me two minutes or less, just get it out of the way. Do it right. Yeah, it's that I'm. I'm not really using getting things done because the whole context thing. I don't know. I don't need that. Mm -hmm. I don't need my task structured by where I am or what I do. Mm -hmm. um, I actually tried Pomodoro, mm -hmm. and I'm on the Ursula side of that. <laughs> I tried to throw the 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 alarm clock mm -hmm. at the wall. I just ignored it because it basically told me now stop grading, and I thought no, I can actually go on for twenty minutes. But I'm doing the breaks myself, so mm -hmm. uh, the, there's no problem there. Mm -hmm. um, the habits are important because mm -hmm. if um, I forget certain things, they are probably dangerous. Mm -hmm. Blood pressure medication is yeah. one thing. Um, and uh, meditation once a day is the mm -hmm. second thing. And those are the important things. Mm -hmm. R right now, I just found out that I shouldn't eat too, too much fast food. And so I actually have a tracker for make a nice breakfast at home. And that's really good. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to do things like mm -hmm. that and remind you. What I also do is I have uh, afternoon lessons once a week 
and I actually prepare my food for that mm -hmm. and and have 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 that scheduled and so on. Mm -hmm. So um, to to not lose your track. Mm -hmm. My big problem is actually the the time in the year where I don't have anything to do, right? Because that makes you mental. Yeah, you, because you don't have that. You're you're used to a very specific structure. And then when when that structure is sort of taken away, then it 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 does mess with you. Believe me, I understand. Um, that drives me like the first the first two days of vacation. If we're not actually traveling, I am lost, right? In terms of time. Yeah. Now imagine six weeks of doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. You, you... Um, that 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 basically sent me to the therapist for mm -hmm. the second time. <laughs> And we have a good health system. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's all been paid for. Uh -huh. Um, and uh, uh, there, basically, one c important clue was that he said, "Do something each day." If you go into your holidays and you mm. don't have anything to do for school, like grading stuff in right. the holidays, uh, make yourself a small mm. plan. And I found out that if I basically have one point, uh. At the, in the day yeah, of doing one thing, just mm -hmm. that gets me out of the house. It's it's uh, whatever uh, yeah, wellness yeah. stuff, mm -hmm. fitness stuff, or something like that. Th that's already enough. So, yeah? and and then I have my basic structure, and I don't become depressed and 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 right. slightly crazy. Um, if if I don't do that for three days, I become depressed and slightly mm -hmm. crazy. Yes. <clears throat> and after a week, I'm utterly crazy. It's a, it's, and it's, it's, it's an interesting thing because it's, it's, um, it's one of those things where you know it's going to happen, and sometimes it's just unavoidable. I mean, that's part of living with, I guess, uh, chronic depression or, or any of those is that you know it's going to hit you. It's just a question of how, when, and how are you prepared, and can you prevent it? Yeah, mm. or rather, how and bad. <laughs> Yeah, but basically, it's for for me. It's just um, you have to react to mm -hmm. it because life has to go on. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's not really a problem to 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 quit work for a week or, mm -hmm. or to stay at home because well, I, uh, my my doctor will send me home. But sitting at home alone is also critical. What really helps is actually my my dog mm -hmm. because she gives me a bit. Or structure every day, but just by being annoying and wanting to go out for at least an hour each day, mm -hmm. and, and and that whole wants mm -hmm. to be fed at specific times. I don't know if your dog does that. Our dogs are like, yeah, no, it's this is what time the the house sitter, the the pet sitter, while you were on vacation for two weeks is feeding us. So we want to be fed now, and like, but it's <laughs> six in the morning. But no, this is this is the structure they have. Is this is what time they get fed, and they they enforce structure on us that way. Yeah, she does this bit. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't have a fixed time, but the times are roughly the same. Mm -hmm. um, also, she's not a morning person. I'm a morning person. So <laughs> you had to start that when I was drinking coffee. I almost. <laughs> um, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so so I'm I'm slight I'm slightly German mm -hmm. in in the way that I get up at five thirty. I have to be in. School starts at eight. I have to be. I want to be in school at seven, so I get up at five thirty to six. And 
in the holidays, in the long holidays, in the summer, uh, this goes up to eight, nine. Mm -hmm. And on the first day of the new school year, mm -hmm. there is a slight hate that's coming from the doggy basket. Yeah. Just, just slightly. Mm. Just, she, what do you mean I have to be up this that. early again? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. How dare you? I know that look um, well, yeah. yeah. Um, um, the cats so, give it to so me yes. more than the dogs, but yeah. <laughs> and I, ha I have a lot of hobbies, mm -hmm. um, and I had to cut down on some of the hobbies and, and manage them a bit more because mm. I tend to spend a lot of my... I, I think you know that the spoons mm -hmm. yes. on mm -hmm. on on uh, the uh, those hobbies, and I'm I, th I think that's good for a teacher. I'm a very social person, and I care mm -hmm. a lot for certain people. And this also steals spoons, and mm -hmm. sometimes you don't have the spoons for yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's not easy. But I, I'm also surrounded by people who will call me on that. So that's that's nice. That's that's useful. Yeah. Um, so um, we talked about okay. So pre-planning, uh, have a tracker for mindfulness. Um, talked a little bit like OmniFocus is just your generic task tracker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and of course the teacher's planner, which is obsolete about halfway through Monday. Yes, but be? it's very important to have one day in which you make. I I think about what I'm going mm -hmm. to do. Right. Right. If rela reality ensues anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, but usually, I get. I think right now, I get through the whole week because we are at the end of the school term, and a lot of the stuff I ha I, I do right now. I think half of the lessons I write down is talk about political stuff with the students. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm a politics teacher. I'm allowed to do that. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah that that would yeah. be that would be touch and go here. So okay. Um, all right. Um, so through all that, um, what was the best advice or feedback you've been given? Yeah. Um, one was by the therapist who mm -hmm. said, hmm, if you want to care for other people, care for yourself. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I still don't fully agree. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, there, there might be a fight. Mm -hmm. And the other general advice I got was... Um, when I finished university and I needed to mm -hmm. decide what, what to do because I could have also gone into academia, mm -hmm. I uh, asked around, I asked around, should I go to, into, into academia or become a teacher? I asked around about 40 people. Three said I should become a teacher. All the, all the other people said I should go into academia. That's the reason why I'm a teacher. <laughs> um, and the best advice is uh, has been that uh, sentenced by Heinz von Förster. Mm -hmm. um, always act the way that you increase the possibilities you have or the opportunities you have. Um, and that's always really good. So if you, if you are in the situation, try to make a decision that gives you more possibilities to mm -hmm. act on later on. And I really like that. And I think I actually mm -hmm. did it by becoming a teacher. I think so. I mean, you know, academia, it, it becomes very easy. Like I, I see... Um, I mean, we have one, two, three, four, five, like six universities within an hour of where I'm at, right? And there are a lot of professors, but uh, but uh, and and academics in the area, but they're focused on one thing and one thing only, right? And and they're not 
they're not um, they don't have maybe the same depth and breadth that the elementary school teacher who lives down the road from me has because the elementary sc- school teacher has to have a, a much broader not just knowledge base but skill set versus the one professor who's researching the one thing about nematodes at the the uh, um, the biology he knows a lot about nematodes but maybe not much about um, uh, classic literature. Well, he probably knows a lot about classic literature, but you you get my meaning, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing is, in German teachers have ultimate job security, uh, being mm-hmm. state servants and so on. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, after you're settled, mm-hmm. you can do a lot of things. So mm-hmm. I, I'm now uh, eight years into the job. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of routines. I'm I'm right now. I'm I'm retraining to be a history teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm a rather bad history teacher, actually, because I'm a <laughs> politics guy. So, so it's always... So about, you have uh, opinions about everything. <laughs> yes, yes. The, the, history, the history teachers already told me that I should not, not openly judge everyone in front of the class. <laughs> and, you know, the topic we're, we're going over is this, this time period of the First German Republic before it went into Nazi. Yes. Yes. There is a crap load of idiots running around there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 people who are acting dickish. Yeah. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. I have a hard time of not just standing there and saying okay, um, and by the way, have you noticed that he's a dick? Yeah, um, this is this is this is absolutely an example of not how to act. Um, <laughs> um yeah, my students actually like that if if, mm. if if I do that because well they know me from the first half of the school year where we did politics mm. and they, I'm opinionated and 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 they actually love that but yeah. you shouldn't do that you shouldn't always call the the German emperor an idiot mm-hmm. um even though he was one. he was he was yeah no I'm not yeah. I'm not disagreeing I've 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 studied uh, enough of European politics which is a whole other ball game than American politics lots of moving parts in Europe because uh, it varies country to country. It varies century to century. We at least, there, there's like a, a, at least a somewhat consistent structure for, for our 50 states. But once you get into Europe, it's, it's, you know, very different over time. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we, we do this thing where every country has its own system. I think that's mm-hmm. the best system, right. which is of course wrong because the German system is the best. Um <laughs> Um, right now we are pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And the the British are the ones that are screwing themselves over right oh, now. Oh, so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we're not going to to, to go we, into that. We, we, um, we, we won't record that that particular rant. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's, it's complicated. Um, yeah. So uh, I have to to relearn that and. You know, those, those. I think those were my advices. Mm-hmm. So, so act on your and act like you, you get more possibilities mm-hmm. and try, try to find ways to broaden your your sides, mm-hmm. not to narrow your sides. Right. And dare to do things. Yes, yeah. that's that one. That that's yeah. like the like <laughs> universal advice: dare to do things. Um, so, all right. Um, so how about celebrating your successes? Uh, rarely, because, well, we have this mindset over here that if you have success, that's standard. 
Okay, that as, as that is a very German statement. Yeah. Um, so the area I live in, Franconia, mm -hmm. um, there is something called the the Franconian. Um, oh no. Now, now I have vocabulary fail failure, which is mm -hmm. bad for an English teacher. If someone does something good, how how how, how do you say uh, how do you say something nice to him? Uh, compliment. Y yeah, basically. Uh, so the Franconian compliment for doing something good is "bascio," which is fair enough. Okay. So, That's... so, so if if, wow. if everything's perfect, mm -hmm. you just get okay. Mm -hmm. So nothing better, and we are deep in that so even even our students and so on um they have problems with compliments they have problems with um acknowledging mm -hmm. being good uh, we we have um right now my students have a 15 point scale mm -hmm. on which uh, uh, they are graded And everything that has two digits is basically, um, that's A and Bs mm -hmm. for American listeners. And that's very good and good. And all of them think that they should get at least something in two digits because if you get less, you are not a good person or something like that. So there is this connection between mm -hmm. being a good person and being good in school, being good at work. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to to accept failure and it's also very hard for people not to, to expect mm -hmm. to be perfect right i for myself decided to enact a different rule which is um you will fuck up mm -hmm. and that's normal mm -hmm. my um the uh, my my second school uh, uh, headmaster so so the second guy in the school mm -hmm. um he He once told me, you know, if you work, you make mistakes. Mm -hmm. If you wouldn't make mistakes, mm -hmm. you wouldn't work. So I always see making mistakes as the, the sure mm -hmm. sign that I worked. <laughs> yeah. There's also rules like um, the, the traditional rules for me, like uh, if you prepare tests, you have mm -hmm. to prepare tasks and you have to mm -hmm. prepare uh, texts and so on. Mm -hmm. and, and I have the standard of one typo per text. Mm -hmm. So there's one typo in each test. And if there's no typo, then okay, that's the average. Yeah. So so so, if if you have no typos per test and you've you've gone above average, then then maybe you can, I I don't know, have an extra beer at dinner. Yes, I have I have a small problem. I'm not drinking beer. I'm just living in the beer central city in, 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 in Bavaria. <laughs> I actually get a Stein served with um, lemonade so okay. that no one notices. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, so an extra an extra stein of lemonade at dinner. It's yes, <laughs> for example. Um, uh, yeah, basically, I I know that I'm not perfect, and mm -hmm. as long as you don't do any mistakes that uh, screw up the whole thing on a formal level, that's mm -hmm. really bad. Right, everything is okay. I think last week, uh, this this week, mm -hmm. um, I had students write tests that. Uh, for uh, for dates they missed, mm. and somehow I forgot to copy the backside of the paper. So while they were writing their tests, I ran out, copied that thing again, mm -hmm. fully knowing that they will exchange 
nodes in between, right? Which didn't help a bit because they were all bad. <laughs> and after that, I told them, you know, I left the room for five minutes. Why do you all have? Yeah, it, it wasn't really an F. It was something between an, an, an like, something like an E. <laughs> yeah. Um. So 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 I, I came back and gave them the stuff and I said, you know, that that, that was bad. And I left the room, and you couldn't manage to at least get the passing grade. Uh, Student, yeah, students are always fun to deal with. Yeah. Disappointed. Um, Actually, that that sounds almost like stereotypical German. Uh, it, to my mind, is that you left the room, and no one broke the rules. Oh, they broke the rules. Oh. They tried to talk to each other. They were just that bad. <laughs> So, so you're bad at celebrating your success, um, yeah. And and you you do give yourself a bit of a pass around misses or mistakes. But what if there's like a big failure or a big miss or, or something like that? I mean, other than I mean, like, okay, the back of the test that that was a medium in my mind. But um, yeah, <laughs> we did worse. Um, if if you if you fuck it up, mm. there are two. There's one important question I ask myself. Can can be something done about it or not? Mm -hmm. If I can't do anything about it, I can forget it. Because I can't do anything about it. It was bad. You can mm -hmm. apologize. You can somehow... Um, yeah, you have to live with that. Right. Uh, if you, for example, if... Um, in, in certain points, if you misgrade people or something like that, or if you give people a grade that is too good or too bad, and that's no, now noted down and you cannot change that anymore without mm -hmm. a bigger fuzz, then, well, just take it. Right. Yeah? Just, just write it off to experience and that's it. Mm -hmm. if, if you can do something about it, um, do something about it. Okay. So there, of course, um, we are nicely German. There are rules in place. Um, you go to your superiors. Um, you ask other people. You you ask for opinions, and then uh, you find a ruling, and that uh, ruling then usually stands. Mm, okay. Uh, and as long so, so for me, one one important thing is uh, that that I have no problems with with saying that I did something wrong. Mm -hmm. So if I did something wrong, I apologize, say that I did something wrong and try to do it better. And that's everything uh, anyone expects from you. So, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's actually, that may be one of the, one of the healthiest, like from a societal standpoint, that's almost like one of the healthiest, healthiest attitudes you can have uh, about that is, is if it's ingrained in the culture, like there's only so much you can do. So let it go. Right. Yeah. I'm, I have a long way of getting there. Mm. Um, so, so I'm already experienced. As I said, I, I, I had, I've been to to a therapist twice. Mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm pretty well uh, along that way. Mm -hmm. But I'm also spreading those ideas in school. So mm -hmm. I think one of the things we we, we talked uh, about or exchanged ideas about was mm -hmm. that I actually do time management and. Mm -hmm and all this stuff for my students so there are actually workshops we present uh, I, I present in presentations on different time management standards mm -hmm. like i show them kanban for example oh, for yeah mm -hmm. because that's ideal for school year mm -hmm. if you have something like this big project like mm -hmm. a school year it's perfect you have repeating tasks and mm -hmm. um what i always 
tell my students mm -hmm. is that they will not see their successes because on the one hand, grades are not a good mm -hmm. mirror of success. Right. Because even if you jump from uh, a D to a C, mm -hmm. many people won't tell you that's a success, but for you, actually, that's a success. That's a big because success, you've yeah. you've gotten better. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing. And, and the other thing is that I have students that actually come into our school on day one and uh, three quarters of a year later, mm -hmm. they do their final exam. So basically they have, yes. Wow. They basically have this this run mm -hmm. through the year with, um, I don't know, 20, 30 big written tests mm -hmm. and then the final exam. Right. And you have to organize that and the subjects on you and the teachers on you. And mm -hmm. what we demand from people is not uh, uh, low. So I, yeah. I'm standing there uh, and, and have my expectations and mm -hmm. no one can do anything about that. Mm -hmm. So it, it's rather hard. And then you have to be organized. And yeah. we don't have this in other schools, but we try to give people this uh, these the structures. Mm -hmm. I couldn't follow up on the students if they actually did the Kanban thing, right? Right. That, now. That... But some told me they they had have at least incorporated some of the mm -hmm. ideas. Um, we also have workshops on um, uh, fear for exams. Mm -hmm. uh, we have motivation workshop. Mm -hmm. I do a bit of motivation because I, I always explain to people that motivation doesn't come from having high goals, but actually from uh, mm -hmm. finishing small goals. Right. And something that's something very dangerous for our students. They have very high goals. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've seen people break all the time. Mm -hmm. We actually have a school psychologist mm -hmm. nowadays, and she has a lot to do. Yeah. And you even get people dropping out of our school because they have anxiety problems. Right. They have, uh, eating disorders and so mm -hmm. on, you name it. Yeah. And most of the time, those mm -hmm. stem from having very high expectations. Now, is this is this? Uh, we, we we're kind of done with the the main six questions. So now I'm just curious. Um, so is is this a case where no one has has taken the time to say, hey, um, it's okay to take something a big goal and break it into smaller tasks? Or is this just something where the expectations uh, like are, are just that high pressure that even if you've got the smaller tasks, there's that overhanging sort of, uh, I don't know, the, the overhanging pressure of, of you have to be successful in this particular way? Um, you don't learn the thing with the smaller goals in uh, German schools. So there okay. is actually mm -hmm. no structured um, work uh, or organization program for students. Yeah? They're mm -hmm. just expected to plod along, and mm -hmm. this is very hierarchical. Mm -hmm. So uh, if the teacher tells you, you do it. If the parents tell you, you do it. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, and the pressure mounts at a very young age because after grade four, the, we start usually in the age of six and seven, and mm -hmm. after grade four, there comes the big decision on which of the secondary schools you go. So you, you always want to go on... Yeah. into um, gymnasium, which is the highest one, because after that you can go to university. Mm. Um, the two lower ones 
Um, the one in the middle is okay. Mm -hmm. um, the lowest one nowadays has a social stigma of you being an idiot and mm. not worth for society because we are rotten idiots. Um, and it's, that's interesting because there's, at least here, there's starting to be this movement around, um, uh, in some ways, it's it's not that people are idiots or or you know uh, or stupid or anything like that they're not the there's a little bit of a social stigma about it um but there's there's sort of a movement that we need people to be able to fill those roles that we would consider you know that non-university educated trade schools um, mm -hmm. uh, electricians plumbers um and that you know our emphasis has been on higher education and university and all of that that we're actually going to have a labor shortage at some point of a lot of fundamental things um, um, we are right, Germany right now is missing roughly one third of his this labor population you're talking mm -hmm. about. So plumbers, right. um, mm -hmm. um, people working in in bakeries and so on. Mm -hmm. um, we already have that problem, and it stems from having high prestige for mm -hmm. the the university <laughs> educated people mm -hmm. and the people who um, who are at my school have the uh, have done those jobs have trained for manual labor for example mm -hmm. and they are electricians nurses and so on and they mm -hmm. want to go to university because they earn more money right you cannot fault them for that no, uh, no, no. and those people also get the pressure and then mm -hmm. i have a class with the youngest students we get we get they're around 16 17 mm -hmm. and and they are from the lowest uh, version of our secondary school system, it's called Hauptschule. Nowadays, mm -hmm. middle school, right. um, middle schule, but it's it's not an an edge thing as in the US, where middle school is the one in the middle. But mm -hmm. it's basically um, they they changed the name because the old name Hauptschule has such a bad reputation gotcha. that, <laughs> that they had just to mm -hmm. stick a new name on, onto it. And those students um, already have uh, a big problem because they don't have that much education and they don't get that much education. So as an English mm -hmm. teacher, for example, I usually do the whole English grammar thing again mm -hmm. right. after they had five years of English education and they need it. Right. Um, so because the assumption uh, that that is in the school system is that for those students, they have a hard time understanding things. So we do, so we make it all easy. Mm -hmm. And I found out if you do things hard mm -hmm. and, and make hard tasks and don't tell the students that the task is hard, they won't notice and just do it. Yep. Um. So it's it's a different thing. You, you also, um, I have this this that students. Um, notice that mm -hmm. you have confidence in their abilities mm -hmm. and then they show abilities. So there's something uh, like that. Um, yeah, w w the pressure is mounting on those people and, yeah. and th they have a big deficit. Mm -hmm. And the fun thing is those secondary schools, mm -hmm. um, the PISA, uh, P-I-S-A thing mm -hmm. from, right. from the OECD, mm -hmm. And they made studies about that. The reason you you are so on, the main reason you are sorted by mm -hmm. uh, the main resource you are sorted by is actually not your intelligence, it's not your education, and so on. It's the social status of your parents. So if your parents have a high social status, um, you are seven mm -hmm. times more likely to go to 
the highest secondary level than if your parents have a low social status. And and part of that is that, that there's a, a societal expectation that while well, your parents are successful, then you must you you must be smarter and successful as well. Yes, and actually teachers react to the social status of the parents. It's <laughs> well, great. Yeah. Yeah. You you say that um, with such uh, with 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 such conviction that it's great. It's it's uh, uh, a little bit of uh, uh, sarcasm there. Just just a tad. Never. <laughs> um, it's it's yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and and I'm basically at the school that that gives those people a second chance, and mm -hmm. they're very eager, mm -hmm. and sometimes they break, and then mm -hmm. that's really really bad. So we try to give them a lot of support. Right. And also with the people with lower social status, you get more social problems. You get problems with parents and so on. You have mm. interesting things like um, students randomly dropping out, never appearing at the school again. And this this type of school, actually, uh, you don't have an obligation to, to be at that school. Okay. Usually in Germany, um, you are obligated to visit school until you're 18. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are in the part of the school system where you have to actively apply at the school and you can leave at any time right. and probation. So we actually throw people out if they are not good enough. Yes. Yeah. Um, wow. That's, that's not, that's not because I don't want to correct as many papers. Mm -hmm. It's to, 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 to keep people from wasting time. Mm -hmm. If, if I can tell you after a quarter of a quarter of the school year, you're not going to make it. Mm -hmm. Go make an apprenticeship, go back to your job, use one of the other 5,000 paths to get to mm -hmm. higher education. Don't try us. Don't go out there with a CV that says, um, I spent one year at this school and I didn't achieve anything because that's bad. That's bad. Yeah. So, so actually that's, you're you're trying to help them. You're either it, it either becomes a motivator to try harder, or a you know what maybe this isn't for me, right? There's a there's a, a yep. big there's sort of a a big thing um, sweeping I don't know uh, American corporate culture and maybe it's it's past now where we talk about culture fit, where it, you may have you may have all of the skills necessary for a company, but you aren't. You, maybe not your methods, but your personality or whatever just doesn't mesh with the group you're supposed to be working with. Um, so that you're a bad, you're a bad fit for the company. Um, you can use that to excuse a lot of, of things to get people out of jobs, but part of, part of sort of the evaluation of, of employees is, are you a good fit for this situation? Not just do you have the skills, because often skills can be taught, but do you have the right attitude, the right, uh, what you know the the right uh, um, are you going to work well with the team that sort of thing and having having someone uh, having someone say to you okay maybe you are not a good fit for higher education and here are other options is is actually a lot more helpful than saying you know um, nope just try harder keep trying keep trying keep trying Yes, I mean we base we base this on the grades, so right, right. We, we we base it on 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 your skills and abilities. Mm -hmm. um, but also, usually after you fail probation, there are different mm -hmm. routes to take, mm -hmm. and sometimes we offer you 
um, or give you the opportunity to to go to a different set of class in our school, right. um, get a, mm -hmm. get a secondary way in our school, or sometimes we throw you out and say no, this mm -hmm. has to stop. I mean, I think I had one case this year in which a student uh, was basically close to a nervous breakdown each time mm -hmm. uh, we handed out any grade. And in 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 the conference, mm -hmm. we sat there and said, okay, that person didn't make it. Mm -hmm. And we also would not want uh, that person to be in uh, in any uh, in any other class, right? Uh, because right. there was a possibility to to go uh, to another class and have this whole thing done in another year. But we just said, no, that's actually not healthy for you. Yeah, you go. Mm -hmm. Which ended with another nervous breakdown, of course. But um, at least this ended. Because right. it wouldn't have gotten better in right. the next half year. It, it so. could have been it could have been a, a a cyclical thing that had they continued, they'd have another breakdown. They continue, they have another breakdown. This way, they've got one, and then maybe they can. Yeah, yeah. And, and everyone said, "Get your life in order and return." Mm -hmm. uh, and now sometimes you you have to do the uh, decision for other people, and that's the hard mm -hmm. part of the job. Yeah. 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 So that's um that's everything. That's all the questions I've got. Um yep. so um is there anything else you you want to talk about? We've got me here. Um I mean other um, than uh, you know other other than than uh, what am I what am I going to say other than uh, both of us going oh my god wasn't that last story from Ursula really awesome but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um I I I I think I have to 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 go to her Patreon and give her money. Um <laughs> it's fine. Um, we, we, we appreciate everybody who listens. We appreciate everybody who, who volunteers, who shares things. Um, Patreon is not a requirement. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think about it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, as I, as I said, I'm doing podcasts. What I, uh, what I do is I do a school podcast with, mm -hmm. um, a colleague from Hamburg. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Bavaria is basically the south uh, of of Germany, so we are conservative and Catholic, mm. and Hamburg is the is the opposite. That's the north, and there are Protestants and easygoing, mm -hmm. and so on. Right. So, so I do that, and and, and I do a sociology podcast. However, you, I don't think you have to link them because they are all in German, and I, yeah, it's it's a little difficult for me to listen, but I, I I honestly don't know how many German listeners we have. So it's still worth, um, it's still worth linking because, um, interestingly enough, uh, my sister's husband, my brother-in-law, um, mm. studied um classical German and like his degree is basically in the German language. He's a graphic designer now, but. He he would listen to something like that, um, not just for practice, but to learn more about the culture and, and things like that. So, he, yeah, I, I don't know if, if my podcasts are right uh, for that, but but if he's interested, mm. uh, tell me and I can give him some nice German podcasts as well. Mm -hmm. uh, our whole public uh, radio system mm -hmm. basically does podcasts, mm -hmm. um, um, and. My my three sociologists ranting about the world being out of shape thing. I don't know. 
Um, now I wish it was in English. I'd listen to that. <laughs> we 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 are very left wing. That's why I said I'd listen to that. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you you know that the 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 German in, or European version of left wing is something that will get get you stoned by Democrats in the U.S. Oh yeah, I'm aware. I'm yeah. aware. Yeah. Um. um so so I'm 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 always trying to keep out of of political discussions. Um, although I can tell you that your president is featuring highly on our television news regularly. Yeah, I I, I believe me, I'm aware. I'm very yeah. aware. You know, we 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 don't we won't go into that discussion on the air on this <laughs> podcast. But um, no. there is there is a lot of a, a lot of stuff going on here, and um, uh, and I'm, I'm sure for someone like you who has not just a a uh, like a, a a recent history kind of perspective, but a much longer history perspective and things like that. I'm sure you have many many opinions that um, <laughs> we will not go into while I'm recording because that will <laughs> alienate possibly a portion of the listening audience. It, yeah. No, it's 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 okay. I, I think I'm 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 probably far nicer mm -hmm. than 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 some people expect. <laughs> but yeah, so th there's that. Um, I don't know. Do you have any questions that, that aside from from productivity? Um, the one the one that came up. Um, I mean, I try to stay focused on productivity on this stuff. Sometimes we divulge because I'm I'm listening to you talk about you know you, you do makerspace stuff. You mm -hmm. you you do that now, and I'm I'm curious. Like you're scheduling time for this. What is it exactly you're doing with the makerspace, or what is it exactly you do when you when you're doing tabletop gaming? Um. um so I play Infinity. That's mm -hmm. um. In a tabletop game mm -hmm. uh, from a Spanish company. Mm -hmm. uh, I do this once a month. So pack up all my crates and drive out into a small village close to Bamberg and mm -hmm. play uh, one or two rounds of Infinity. Mm -hmm. um, our hacker space, it's mm -hmm. the hacker space Bamberg. It's mm -hmm. called Backspace. <laughs> um, I love it already. Yeah. Um, it, what's fun is, do, do you know that baking actually in, in German is written like back? So okay, so in, it's a pun is what you're they, telling me. In winter, there is this joke that we start baking cookies and then it's backspace because we're baking. Um, it's, in, it's in an old uh, Franconian uh, restaurant, so mm -hmm. it was one of those thing, uh, places that actually did mm -hmm. Schweine, uh, uh, Schweinebrand, so... so. Mm -hmm. A roasted pig and oh. and chocolate and beer and nowadays it's a hackerspace makerspace and uh, we have laser cutters and so on. Um, I'm sometimes there. What I mainly do is I'm the guy for the talking because I can't code. Okay. I can read code. Mm -hmm. um, my whole podcasting endeavor I do on my own. The mm -hmm. German podcasting community is very strong and okay. we. We we got a whole suite of su uh, uh, tools nowadays. So mm -hmm. there is um, a WordPress plugin that basically mm -hmm. does magic, and you get this this Austrian uh, company that makes automatic uh, audio adjustments. That's and um, what that's Alphonic, which I recently started using, and I love those guys. That is a great tool. 
Yeah, and, and the WordPress plugin actually integrates with Orphonic. So you can, out of the WordPress plugin, send the files to Orphonic, get mm -hmm. them back on your FTP server, and it fills in everything you like, and mm -hmm. it does the whole show notes, and it does chapter marks, and because we are Germans, it does it all documented, <laughs> and it's all free. Um, Mm -hmm. And what? Uh, and then there is a second group that uh, that build a skin for the 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 audio workstation Reaper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So because we were looking for audio workstations to do podcasts with, and then people complained that <laughs> all of those audio workstations <laughs> shut it. <clears throat> Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, Universal call of dog owners everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um. And it, now there's something mm -hmm. called Ultraschall. So that's, I think it's supersonic in, mm -hmm. in, in German. And that's a skin for Reaper. Mm -hmm. And it's dedicated for podcasting. And you can root all your, you can root all your stuff. You can do, um, remote calls out of the software with, um, a remote call software that's called Studio Link. And mm -hmm. that's based on Opus. And it's all free. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of that. And there's this one giant, you, you know, um, the Chaos Communication Congress. Yes, yeah, C3. Yeah, that's yep. that's the, the giant congress and we all meet up there and do live podcasting and so on. So it's it's fun there. And then now 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 I'm I'm actually motivated to go to the C3 because from from an American perspective a lot of the focus on C3 is infosec. Right? Oh, it isn't. Yeah, but but from from the American perspective, all the stories we hear about at, uh, from C three is this is where the hackers and I'm putting that in quote, you know, the black hats basically meet and talk about the exploits, and there's a whole big security thing. We don't hear necessarily about things like um, like a whole podcasting environment there, or if there's a, 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 a you know like a, a makerspace or three D printer talk. It's all all we ever hear about is here's an exploit that was found. By these guys at C three, and that's the big, you know, that's the big talk. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm mm -hmm. my hackerspace is CC three mm -hmm. affiliated, so mm -hmm. um, uh, I I'm not a member right now because also as a German state, state servant, that's mm -hmm. always a bit of a problem. Because, right, right. Uh, there might be people who are KG. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, and. I think at C3 you get you not only get Infosec, we have a, we have a culture track, we have a mm -hmm. politics track. Mm -hmm. um, you get all the, the mainly European and German privacy talks from yep. all the German activists. Mm -hmm. um, I really can and I really can recommend um, the Quadrature du Net T tent. Oh, okay. Also, a very good bar last year. <laughs> I, I I I don't expect any less. I mean, we the the big com I guess the equivalent conference in America is DefCon uh, in Las yeah. Vegas. And again, I'm sure there's a lot of things going on at DefCon that don't involve infosec and privacy. But that is that is all you hear about when when you hear the news or the reports from the event, right? Yeah, um, just just hit up uh, media.ccc.de they all mm -hmm. they have the talks also they have the german talks with a live translation team translated into english oh awesome yeah. um they are all volunteers so mm -hmm. i um i didn't i did do it once and i felt very uneasy doing it mm -hmm. i'm not really good at that 
but I do the podcast stuff and so on. What we also do is with my hackerspace and, and at the C3, mm -hmm. we are doing soldering lessons for children. So yeah. we have children in the age from mm -hmm. uh, six to 12 mm -hmm. with a soldering station and something called the Pentabug, which is basically Uh, a small robot that comes out and re reacts to light, reacts to clapping, and it plays a very shrill version of the Super Mario music. <laughs> um, parents love us. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure. And uh, we do this with the hackerspace at least two or three times uh, a year. Mm. I only learned soldering for that. Now I can solder. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it's it's also an education thing. That mainly with the hackerspace is right now that they send around emails and if there's something interesting for me, I hit them up, but I'm not there all the time. Right. Um, we uh, what we do at our hackerspace is once a year we do burn supper around mm -hmm. the time where we eat haggis and drink whiskey, and I have to <laughs> read yes. the address to a haggis. Burns, burns which night, after yes. five years of doing it finally rhymes um <laughs> and and and, and mm -hmm. this stuff uh if, if if you want to go to c3 go yeah. right now there is we we are in a new uh, venue it's the uh, fair the, the leipzig messe so mm -hmm. it's giant oh wow yeah um they had a giant indoor playground for children It was so giant that the parents took over the hammocks and just let their children play. <laughs> and it's it's really crazy. Also, there are a lot of secondary talks. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And and then you you get into all the weird stuff. Um, the the feminists are meeting up and so on. Mm -hmm. Also, um, there is. I would, I would like some... to I would like to mention this point though that feminists in general that is not that is that is not to be classified, I guess, uh, uh, in America as weird stuff, um, unless we're talking about the, the extreme radical feminists, at which point uh, there's there's a whole other discussion there, and we won't talk about that on the air. No, 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 no. That's, that's basically, um, you, you, for example, um, there, there is a workshop by a group called Kinky Geeks. Okay. Um, they do bondage workshops. Right, right, okay. Stuff like that. Mm. Um, you get open. You get a whiskey tasting, mm. different different bars, and so on. The podcasters do introductions into the podcast software. Mm. We actually did a podcasting introduction for children this year. Awesome. So we're in there. There's also uh, uh, two two times a year. There is the German um, a German podcasting community event that's called Subscribe. That's a real conference only for podcasters. Awesome. Yeah. Because we're crazy. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so all this stuff happens along. And then what I actually do half of the week is that I go to my voluntary spot over at the youth club. That's an open youth, uh, thing mm -hmm. right next door underneath, um, the, the altar room of the Catholic church. So I'm partially holy <laughs> Yeah, just by background radiation. <laughs> yeah. I might steal that one. I might have to yeah. steal that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is basically just a giant room with a billiard table, um, Uh, a pool table, uh, a PS4, mm -hmm. um, uh, and and a kitchen, and we welcome all the young people over here uh, in in the area mm -hmm. to to come and just do their stuff. And I'm there as 
as my teacher self, so I help with homework, I help mm. with school questions, and then there are uh, official members, uh, uh, people who do this, who mm. uh, are um, social workers, and we just sit there. Right now we do a program for children, usually it's 15 plus, and mm. we do a program once once a, uh, a week for children in elementary school age and do things there. So it's uh, the, I I have a lot to do, but mm -hmm. I also noticed that I need a certain amount of doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You you and, we we I think yeah we had touched on that that you need yeah. that routine that you need those those things that happen on on a regular basis to help you maintain your 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 flow your sanity your to not yes. go mental. Yes, the the most awful weeks in the year are the two weeks in summer yeah. when the youth club is closed and no one's there and you don't have anything to do. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that that's difficult for me actually. Mm. So yeah, come to these three. Yeah, all right. I'm 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 adding it to my list of things I want to go to now uh, before it gets too crazy. Um, that's everything, man. So yeah. um, uh, wow, I, this has been a great conversation. I've been. I hope Thank you for, for volunteering. Um, I hope the listeners have gotten as much enjoyment out of it as I have. Um, yeah, so, I, I hope my English wasn't too bad. Oh, your English was, it was, was great. Um, uh, believe me, I have dealt with much worse uh, from <laughs> different countries, from different cultures, from different... Um, and worse is always, always sort of a... a uh, what's the right term here? It's a comparative thing because what may be a... Uh, uh, someone having difficulty with English from German uh, can be very different from someone having difficulty with English from, um, uh, you know, the uh, any of the southeastern African countries or, um, you know, or the the Asian countries or or any of that. So it's all it's all relative. You were fantastic. So yeah, I'm. I said I'm a teacher. I should be perfect. You know, <laughs> we had this. It, what you 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 had you you had you had your one you you certainly had the one mistake, and <laughs> so so you have you have you've hit your own expectations, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, and thank you, Thomas. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, and for the pleasure. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it for the pleasure. for the people at home, we'll be right back. And I'm back. So I had a fantastic talk with Thomas. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. He also turned me on to the post-processing app I use, Auphonic, now. It's a service that I send the podcast to, and it does all the little like noise reductions and noise evening out and things like that. So if you're noticing that um, parts of the podcast now in terms of the sound quality and things like that seem a little more even except during the interviews where I'm having a, had a different set of issues. I think I've got that mostly worked out now. Um, but uh, it's really because Thomas 
said, hey, here's a tool I use when I'm podcasting. Uh, maybe you should check it out. And it was totally worth it. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes, although it's also on the about page because I talk about on the about page all the equipment we've got going on here and, and stuff like that. The badge code for this week. Hey, it's time to talk about the badge code. For those of you who are new to the show, we issue open badges here. That's uh, a image standard that follows the Mozilla open badge format, which means it contains special data where you can see who gave it to you and uh, and what it qualified, you know, what qualified you to have that particular badge. And so you can kind of verify that someone learned something or someone did something. And it's used by schools and universities and museums. And I'm really happy to have it implemented here. So you go to our webpage and you scroll to the bottom, typically, and there'll be a little badge code box to enter. And this week, uh, the code is sick day because Ursula is taking a sick day. And so it's, it's really important that, uh, that we remember that by, uh, using it to claim this week's badge. I want to thank everybody who has entered into the drawing for, um, Therese Colon's uh, devotional that I have got a giveaway for. Uh, you have another week. So we'll be doing the drawing on the 24th of March. That'll be episode 48. And so you've got another week to comment on the uh, letter show last week, episode 46, saying, hey, I want a copy of the devotional. Um, Teresa is a lot of fun to talk to. I'm really uh, thankful that she's given us the opportunity to give away uh, her first book called Seeing Ourselves Through God's Eyes, which is uh, there to, you know, help you um, and is part of her Wounded Birds ministry. And I'm really, really, really excited about that. So there's that. You can support this podcast as well as the other podcasts we do here at Red Wombat Studio at patreon.com slash Ursula V. Uh, we also have a coffee page, ko-fi.com slash ksunny, where you can buy me a coffee. I am basically fueled by coffee and apparently spending time with my chickens these days. Uh, Ursula will be back next week. I am going to... Uh, start prepping our next interview, man. I got some good ones coming up. Um, we've got Will Frank coming up in the next week. I have, um, I spent some time talking to Howard Taylor and Sandra Taylor, the, uh, the powers behind the schlock mercenary webcomic. I, um, and I got a whole bunch more kind of scheduled. I'm really excited to be bringing these to you folks. And I'm really thankful to all our guests, uh, including Thomas, including, you know, Will, uh, Teresa, all the people who have been on the show. I'm really thankful for you guys giving me your time to share your stories and tips. So, uh, with that said, we will see you next week and, uh, stay productive.